Hey, this is Pastor Michael Alfaro from The Calling Church. I'm so excited that you're listening to our church podcast. I pray that it blesses you and encourages your faith. Well, I'm excited to preach a great message to you. And uh, we've been on a series called Love Lack. Can you say that with me? Say Love Lack. So we've been in this amazing series. Have you guys been learning something out of it? Come on, somebody. Please help me and encourage me, all right? I've been working hard on it, all right? Thank you. I know those are charity claps because it sounded like it, all right? Anyway, you're like, yeah, golf clap, all right. Anyway, all right, so we've been in a series called Love Lack, and uh, I'm excited to just uh, actually what turned out to be a, a one message, God said, you know what? I want you to expand this series and teach people and engage people. The reality is that we all lack something, to be honest with you. We might, like, we might lack self-discipline. We might lack courage. We might lack faith. We might lack whatever it is, generosity. But I want to let you know this morning, this pastor is not going to beat you up for what we lack. Come on, somebody. This pastor, Jesus Christ himself, is going to love you through your lack. Come on, somebody. Because God is a God of grace and goodness and compassion. And that's how we grow, by his grace. Amen. Never by his, I uh, love what Romans says in Romans chapter 1, I believe, the end of 1. He says, by his loving kindness, it leads me to repentance. Come on, somebody. Because I found the love of God. That made me want to go further. Some of you this morning, you're a little scared. But because of God's great love, he wants to reveal that to you so you can go further and deeper in, his, in your walk and your faith this morning. Amen. So we're going to get into the word. Can you, uh, can you stand with me as we read the Bible? We have been doing this for three weeks now getting a little bit of, of some Baptists, all right, in us, all right? If you know uh, from the Baptist denomination, they're very critical on the Word. Not so big on the Spirit, though, all right? At this church, we're big on the Word and the Holy Spirit. Can I get a good amen, all right? Because we can do nothing without the Holy Spirit, amen? How many of you guys felt Him here this morning, moving and touching your life, speaking to you, all right? Cool. So we're going to be in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Such an amazing story in all of the Bible. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm ready, ready to preach, so I'm going to calm myself down a little bit and just read, all right? Say, calm down, Pastor. All right. <laughs> all right, so verse 35 uh, uh, 30 through 41, and it says this in the book of Mark. That day when evening came, say evening. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples in Spanish, discipulos, okay? All right, I might get bilingual on y'all, all right? Let us go over to the other side. Now say this with me. Let us go over to the other side. Let me tell you something. This wasn't Bartholomew's idea. This wasn't Andrew's or Peter's idea. This was Jesus' idea. Come on, somebody. We're going to get into that, all right? It's in red in my Bible, all right? Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was. Say, just as he was. Let me tell you something. God accepts you just as you are right now. Can I get a good amen? God loves you for where you're at right now. I'm not saying that, that, that where you're at is okay. Come on, somebody. But God wants to take you where you're at and keep you moving along. Come on, somebody. There's potential in your life. You have a dream. God has a heaven, God destiny on your life. God will take you where you're at, even if you're on drugs right now, even if you're high in church. Some people have come high to my church, but I'm still preaching the love of God to them because God has potential on your life. Right now, you might be burned out. Right now, this morning, you might lack faith. But God will take you as you are if you open up your heart. Come on, somebody. All right. Leaving the crowd, they took him along just as he was. This is Jesus in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. 
Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. Come on, y'all. Jesus was a heavy sleeper, right? In the middle of a storm, some of y'all will sleep like that, all right? The apocalypse can come, all right? You'll be sleeping right through it, all right? That's my wife for you, by the way. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, Yeah, anyway, I'll just leave that right there. I'm going to go home in a good mood today. All right. Uh, I'm a light sleeper on the other hand. I can hear everything. I'll dream it. It's just weird. I don't like it, all right? Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, master, don't you care if we drown? Ooh, come on, somebody. We're going to get into that. He got up, rebuked uh, the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. In Spanish, tranquilo, tranquilo. Come on, somebody. All right. Then the wind, and died, the wind died down, and it was completely calm. God is ready to make something calm in your life. There might be a storm raging. You might hear the storm, but God is ready to make it calm. Come on, somebody. He said this to this, the, the disciples. Now pay attention to this. Why are you so afraid? Remember, we talked about questions in this series. When God asks you a question, it's because he's trying to teach you something. It's a teachable moment, all right? Why are you so afraid? Do you still, somebody say still, do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Father, we just bless you in the name of Jesus. God, we're thankful that this word is going to amp up our faith this morning, God. That we're going to leave different than the way we came in this morning. That it was a good idea to come to church because we needed to grow and, and, and find you and grow closer to you and be amped up in our amazing faith and walk in you, Lord. We bless you. I pray that you help me speak this message, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody said... Amen. Before you sit down, I want you to tell two people, I got some faith. All right, before you sit down, tell two people, I got some faith. And then you may sit down. Awesome, awesome. Good to see you, good to see you. Awesome. I'm so grateful that you're in the house this morning. And uh, as you can tell, I'm preaching from the mic this morning. And I kind of like him, Pastor Martin. Pastor Martin uh, I had forced me. And made me go to the, uh, what we call the lapel mic, which is where I, well, actually last week I was wearing it and had some complications with it. But uh, I like the handheld mic. It makes me feel a little bit like a rapper. No, I'm just kidding. I look far from a rapper. And I'm not black and I'm Hispanic and it's not going to work out for me, all right? Yes, those are major stereotypes that were bad. Anyway, anyways, good to see you. It's really, really great to be in this place uh, with you. I want you to know, whew, let me take a breath because I get a little emotional. I pray for you every week. That you're gonna make it. Come on, somebody. That you're gonna that you're gonna achieve and you're gonna overcome. I I have prayed before you long before I even met you. Come on, somebody. God called me and my wife to plant this church three and a half, almost four years ago, in this city. And I said, God, please don't choose me. God, please choose someone else. Just leave me alone. Come on, how someone? How many of you know what I'm talking about? God, just leave me alone. I'm cool where I'm at right now. I like my life right now. Okay. I like where where I'm serving. I like what I'm doing. I don't got to be out front, all that kind of, some, I heard a pastor just say yesterday, actually, don't tell God, never, I'll, I'll, God never do this to me, God never send me to that place, God never, never ask me to say this, because the things that you say to God that you'll, he, you'll want him to ever do in your life, he's going to make you do, come on somebody, all right, because he's a good God, and he knows your potential, all right, so we've been in a series called uh, Love Lack, and it's exciting. And by the way, my wife came up with these awesome illustrations, so let's give her a clap. These are awesome, these cool pictures. I like them. All right. 
And uh, I'm excited to preach this message to you. Basically, we've been in this series because we all lack something as we follow Christ Jesus. And Jesus wants to remove the lack from our lives so that we can grow deeper in our faith, so we can grow stronger in our walk. Come on, somebody. All right. And like I said earlier, the, 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 the tagline of our series is that there's nothing that you lack that Jesus cannot love. Can I get a good amen? All right. There's nothing you lack. You might be this, and you, you might, for me, when I worked and I had bosses, they would just, they would slam me. Michael, you like this. Michael, you like that. And I would feel so discouraged. Like, don't you want me to be better? Well, it's not helping me when you do that, right? Jesus knows how to help you. Come on, somebody. Jesus knows how to speak to you, how to move you. And I want you to know that it's not by judging you, all right? He is a judge. Don't get me wrong. God is a judge. He will judge the, the earth uh, one day. And by the way, years ago, I preached... It was actually an amazing sermon. I actually studied really, really hard. I studied hard every sermon, over-preparing. I preached a message on judgment, and it's, I was scared to preach it. I was like, God, please, I'm not sure, but I have to preach the Word of God. Let me tell you something. I have to preach this, okay? I cannot pick and choose what I like. Come on, somebody, all right? I want you to know that your pastor believes in this Bible from cover to cover and what it says. This is the authority of Jesus Christ. This is his Word, and his Word is immutable, inerrant, all right? Unchanging. Culture will change. People will change, but God God will never change. Come on, somebody. He will never go back on his word. So I preached on judgment one time, and uh, uh, there's actually two judgments. I don't have time to get in. One's a good judgment. One's a bad judgment. One judgment is, you know, eternal condemnation. But another judgment is a good judgment based upon God giving us rewards for our Christian faith, for what we did, what, what we lived out in our faith. Come on, somebody. That's a good judgment. Just like the Olympics, there's gold, silver, and bronze, right? That is like what it will be like in heaven. God will reward us for what we've done with our faith. Anyway, so many people got saved that day. Come on, somebody. So many people got saved that day in our church, and I preached it um, with grace and compassion, but with wisdom, because that is the truth and the reality of what the Scriptures say. Anyway, that was that. I don't know how I got to that, all right? <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to preach this message to you, because I think it's going to bless you. It's going to uh, encourage your faith. And uh, this, the title of this message is called Loud Faith. Can you say it with me? Say, Loud Faith. I believe that there are some people here this morning that might be lacking in faith. I believe if you've known Jesus for one day or two days, if you've known Jesus for 200 years or 50 years, sometimes we lack some faith. Come on, somebody. All right? And I want, you, I want to let you know that you're no different than even the closest followers that Jesus had himself. Some of the closest followers that Jesus Christ had, Peter, John, and James, they had some doubt. We see it right here in the scriptures. So guess what? That gives you hope. That gives me hope because Jesus can work with my doubt. Jesus can work with my puny faith. In fact, the Greek right here, why you uh, are you of little faith actually means puny, means weak. But let me tell you, by God's grace and by his love, he can grow your faith this morning. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know if there's a storm that you're facing this morning and it's making you doubt. It's making making your faith look puny. I want this morning, by the time you leave, to stand up to that storm. Come on, somebody, and start preaching some faith to that storm. You guys out there, all right? So I want to I get into uh, to this message today. And the context of this message, or this 
passage of Scripture is that Jesus actually was on the uh, the Sea of Galilee, all right? Now, uh, I believe the Sea of Galilee was a large actual lake, all right? Now, in California, we don't have such big lakes, but I remember on my way to New York one time, I passed by the Midwest, and I was, you know, sometimes when you fly, you see that little computer screen right in front of you, right? I remember flying, uh, flying and seeing on my computer screen this big body of water, and then I was like, what is that? That's huge. It stretched for just miles and miles and miles. And on the screen, it said um, Lake Michigan. And in my heart, I was like, that ain't no lake. That's, a, that's an ocean right there. How many know what I'm talking about? We have some Midwesterners here from Detroit, all right, and from Michigan. I'm like, that's not, a, that's not a lake. Man, that's an ocean, man. You get lost in that thing, all right? Now, the Sea of Galilee was pretty large as well, okay? So Jesus was teaching. I love that. I'm going to give myself a pound by the back. That was a good illustration, Mars. Like, Calm down, homeboy. All right, anyway, Jesus was on one side of the lake, all right? And when Jesus showed up, there were large crowds all the time. Why? Because people were in need. People were hungry, and and people were oppressed by the Roman Empire. People were not only oppressed by the Roman Empire, the Israelites were also oppressed by the religious elitists of their time. They would put on them burdens that they couldn't even have or just couldn't bear in their life. They were told they weren't good enough. So here comes a man and God named Jesus Christ feeding them with the miracles, teaching them and giving them hope and giving them a chance. Come on, somebody, all right? He was giving them opportunity. So they would show up in crowds and loads, all right? I want to, and by the way, let me just share this. It's not in my notes. Right now, I don't know if you have your phone, you have Fox News, CNBC. There's a lot of information out there, but there's not a lot of truth. Come on, somebody. You're looking for some truth, and you keep looking to the wrong source. But let me tell you, there's some truth found up in here in the name of Jesus that will give your soul some hope. You're, a lot of people right now are looking to that for their source. There's all kinds of information, all right? There's tons of it. But people, what they really want, I know this because I study this. I pray about this. I meet with you. I, I eat dinner with you. I pray with you, all right? You're looking for truth. Come on, somebody. Can I get a good amen? You're looking for hope. You're looking for something that is strong. You're looking for a foundation. Let me tell you, look no further. Open up your heart and your eyes. His name is Jesus, the rock of our salvation, amen? You will find the, not only just information, but truth. You can give God a better clap than that. You're not giving me the clap. You're giving God the clap. Come on, somebody. All right. There you go. So the context is he's on the side of the lake, and he's teaching these people. And so many people showed up. He, was, he told his disciples to actually get a boat for him so he could teach from the boat. Okay. And so uh, the disciples actually know a thing or two about boats. In fact, Peter and some other disciples were actually fishermen before they started following Jesus. They actually left everything to follow him. All right. So they knew they had some experience with the sea. They had some experience with the ocean, with the weather. Okay. And so, uh, so they, he would talk from the boat. And now let, let's stop on this verse here. It says, Mark chapter 435. I love this in the NIV. It says this, let us go to the other side. Now, let me tell you something. Jesus could have walked to the other side of the lake or the sea or the ocean, like my terminology, all right? He, uh, he could have done that. But I believe Jesus was doing something greater here uh, in this context, in this story. And I want to tell you right now, you might be in a storm. 
But I want to tell you, God is working something that you may not see this morning. God is working behind the scenes. You might hear the howl of the wind. You might feel the wind against, up against your skin. You might feel the wake of the boat. But Jesus has a plan for you. Jesus knows what he's doing and what he's up to. You may not know what Jesus is up to, but he does. Come on, somebody. He knows what he's doing, all right? So it says this in Mark chapter 4.35. Let us go over to the other side. And if you don't get anything out of this message, I want you to get this. This was Jesus's idea. He said, let's go to the other side. All right. And I love the way Jesus moves and works. And sometimes it's hard. It's difficult to understand. But the storm came and arose. And I love what it says this. Uh, it, it says here, Matthew, actually, same story. We talked about the synoptic gospels. If you remember, synoptic gospels are You're learning some Bible school stuff now, right? Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Why? Because they have similar stories. John is different. John has some stories, but John is theologically different. Okay, four accounts, one gospel. You're getting some Bible school stuff, all right? So Matthew is the same story, and Luke has the same story, not John, okay? And it says this in Matthew uh, 824. It says, without warning, say without warning. Without warning, a a furious squall or storm came upon the lake. Doesn't storms in your life seemingly come out of nowhere sometimes? Don't you just find yourself sometimes, somehow, some way in a financial crisis? All of a sudden, you're knee deep. You're sinking in the boat. You're wondering what's going on in your life. And in fact, there's some people in our church who've been hit with illnesses and wondering, am I going to make it? Is my family going to be there for me? God, do you see me? Come on, somebody. Sometimes the storms of life come out of nowhere. But let me tell you, not to Jesus. Jesus knows when storms come. Jesus knows the storms in your life. Jesus knows every storm you will ever face. Let me say that again. Jesus knows every storm that you will ever face. And you're saying, Pastor, where is he? Let me get on to the story. All right. Uh, he also, it also, the Bible says also, he was sleeping in the boat when the storm came. Now, I believe Jesus was not a thick sleeper. I believe Jesus not, was not just a heavy sleeper. I believe that Jesus was sleeping to make a point. Come on, somebody. You might be wondering right now in your storm, God, where are you? God, do you even care about me? God, do you even see what I'm going through? God, I've been coming to church. God, I've been praying. God, I've been seeking you. God, I've been watching Joe Osteen, all right? God, help me out. Give me a bone here. God, I need you. Where are you? Some of you this morning, right, you're thinking that. God has ignored me. Let me tell you something. Like in this story, and this is, and it's a hard fact, but it is the truth. And I'm telling you, you're looking for truth. You're looking for truth, right? Jesus was sleeping on them to make them, to make them a point. He was sleeping on them to make him up. He actually invited them into the storm. Now, there are three kinds of storms in life. Let me just share this. You can write this down, all right? Not all storms come from God. Not all storms come from God. Some storms we get into because we're a dodo and we made a bad mistake, all right? We make, well, hey, you, you cannot be punching people in the face. There's going to be consequences, all right? You cannot be, make, you can't, you can't be doing certain things, all right? There, you can get, enter your own storm. And then number two, there are storms in life that are just life. Life just happens, right? This, in Genesis chapter 3, it tells us that we live in a fallen, broken system. This is a fa- When we pray, Lord, thy will be done, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why? That tells us right there, church, that God's will is not always being done here on the earth. 
right? So we're praying that, that because this system is broken, and we want this system, this world, this community to be like God, right? To be like heaven, right? All right, awesome. Now I lost my spot. Anyway, so that the third storm, so we have storms that we do, that we, things, consequences that we get into. Second storm is there's this life. Life just happens, right? Life just takes over. And the, third, the other kind of storm, which is this storm, sometimes, this is hard now, but this is the truth, and I'm going to give you a solution, and I'm going to encourage you. Sometimes God brings us into storms because he knows it's good for us. Come on, somebody. He knows it's good for us. It reminds me of, a, of like a father who has a son, and the son tells the father, Dad, I, I want a swimming pool. I've always wanted a swimming pool. So they buy the house, and, and, and luckily and gracefully, gratefully, it has a swimming pool in it. And now that the son sees the swimming pool, he's kind of like dipping his toe in and shying away from it. But the dad says, Son, I know you can do it. Son, I know you can swim. So one day they go swimming, and he takes the son, and he actually grabs him, and they go in the water, and as they start approaching the deep end of the pool, the son's like, Dad, no. Dad, I can't. But then the dad kind of takes him and, and is there monitoring, monitoring him. And, and he sees that he can. He starts to doggy paddle. Come on, somebody. Then he's actually able to swim. God will do that to you so that you can, so that you can swim, right? So you can, be, so you can fulfill your potential on your life, all right? So what, ha- so what happens? Jesus is sleeping. And they say, Lord, where are you? I don't know if we have, actually, Martin, do you have the, the audio file of the storm sound? No, we don't. Okay, we don't have it. I actually, we had some technical difficulties, but I had, there's this audio file that I downloaded of the background noise of a storm. And the storm is raging. And I'd imagine as the storm is raging and as the storm is loud, I, let me tell you, this is an illustration for you. This is what I don't think they did. They didn't do this. Jesus, if you have some time. Can you spare me uh, some supernatural ability? Let me tell you something, right? They didn't have no quiet faith. They didn't approach Jesus like this. Jesus, I'm about to die. Can you just help me? I don't know how to swim. I don't want to drown. Some of you in your life have faith like that. The storm is intimidating your life. The finances are intimidating your life. Right now, the world is intimidating your life. And the storm is loud, and you see the rain clowns, clowns, clouds, and you hear the, the peals of thunder, right? And, and right now, you might be tiptoeing to church and tiptoeing to reading the Bible like that. But let me tell you, you got to have an audacious faith, somebody. you got to be bold in your faith. Jesus, Master, we need you. Jesus, Master, my daughter has cancer. Jesus, Master, my dad has cancer. You have the authority to heal my dad. Jesus, I know you own all things. God, I need you in my church. I need you in my life. God, I'm not going to shy away from the storm. I'm going to stay. Stand up and muster my faith and go to you despite the wind. It might be trying to blow me down, but step by step, I'm going to make my way, Jesus, because I need you. That's the type of faith that we need to have. Come on, somebody. Not this, Jesus. Oh, if you got a second. Come on, y'all. This is what preached to me. I want to let you know there's some storms that I face in my life that I needed Jesus. I absolutely needed Jesus. I needed not just money or friends or relations. I needed supernatural miracle ability from heaven to sweep down in my life. So I held on despite the storm. Right now you're intimidated by the storm, but I want to encourage you. 
like jumper cables are to a car. I pray that this message will spark some life into your spirit this morning, that you will go home and start speaking to your fear. Come on, somebody. You got to stand up and start speaking to your fear and speaking to your doubts. I'm so tired of my fear speaking to me. Don't, don't act like I'm crazy. You crazy too because fear talks to you all day long. All right? You know you can't, right? Your fear tells you no, you're not. Your fear tells you you're not good enough. Your fear tells you you won't ever do it. Your, te- your fear tells you you're a failure. But you got to stand up in your faith and you got to start talking to your fear. Fear, my God, is for me, not against me. Greater is he that is within me than he that is in the world. Come on, somebody. We got to grow up and get strong in our faith. All right? But you have a chance this morning because even Jesus' greatest followers were a little bit timid. Jesus saw. Uh, uh, and you hear, I'm going to keep going on. My notes are everywhere. I apologize, but I'm just preaching Jesus this morning, all right? I love it when it says this in uh, Mark chapter 436. It says this, or actually, oh, 440, if we have that for the screen. It says this. He says this, why are you so afraid? This morning, as, as I was actually preparing this message all week long, I believe Jesus is asking you this question too, and he was asking me even as a pastor, why are you so afraid? Come on, church. Why are you so afraid? Check it out. Do you still, say still, do you still have no faith? You know the irony of this, of this uh, passage of Scripture in context is that Jesus actually just preached an amazing message. Uh, but right before they were crossing the lake, Jesus was teaching about the kingdom. Jesus was doing miracles, right? So how ironic is that? So I bet Jesus was like, you know what, let's go to the other side of the lake. I'm going to test your faith. And when the storm comes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep a little bit, even though that the water's coming in and swamping the boat, right? I want to see what my disciples are going to do about it. Come on, church. I wonder if Jesus is wondering about your faith. What are you going to do about it, right? You know what the word here in the Greek for afraid means? It actually means cowardly. And as much as a great, kind pastor I want to be to you, all right, the, Jesus is actually telling them, the disciples, why are you acting like a coward? Wow, right? Jesus, um, I like the nice version of you, all right? That's a little harsh, all right? But you know what, what, the, what he's trying to say is they lack courage. They lacked courage to face the storm, right? To speak to the storm, to be bold to the storm. This morning, Jesus wants to fill you with courage so that you can speak to that boss, so that you can speak to that circumstance, so that you can speak to your fear. Come on, somebody. I think my neighbor thinks I'm crazy. I'll be honest with you because there are times, a lot of times actually, I'll close my door. I put on some uh, Hillsong or whatever, all right, and I start speaking to my fear, church. That's what I start doing. In the name of Jesus, we are going to succeed. In the name of Jesus, my marriage is strong. No, Satan, you cannot have my life. You cannot have my wife. You cannot have my ministry. Come on, somebody. We ought to be bold like that in Jesus' name, all right? So they lacked courage, all right? And let me tell you, storms actually test your faith, don't they? Storms are an opportunity to use your faith, not to decrease your faith. Come on, somebody. Storms are an opportunity to increase your faith. They make you, they, 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 it's a test to see what your faith is really made of, not decrease your faith. Let me tell you, you have an enemy of your soul who wants to intimidate you, right? Who wants to scare you, but God is for you and not against you. And Jesus is in your boat this morning. So you are, you have the ability to reach him. You guys out there? All right. Here's some practical tips 
about faith that I want to give you. Please take note of this, all right? Please write this down, all right? Number one, it, you have to have courage and not be a coward. Come on, somebody. You have to have courage and not be a coward. I, and I'm just being open. I'm sharing this with you. I remember my first year of ministry, God asked me to start the calling church. I was so afraid. Jesus is ask, was asking me this question. Why are you so afraid, God? Because I'm not able to do this, right? I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm worthy enough. But what the Lord wanted me to do was to stand up and have some courage and start moving forward in my destiny. You guys out there? All right, number two is this. Start talking to your fear with your faith, right? How about that? Number three is God wants you to, here's another one. God wants you to build relationships with people in church who will sail with you through the storm. It says this, all right? It says, leaving the, verse 36, if you can bring that up. It says, leaving the crowd, say leaving the crowd. They took him along just as he was. Oh, Jesus was teaching from the boat. They took him just like that, all right? Uh, Just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats. Say other boats. There were also other boats with him. Let me tell you, church, there's a lot of people in your life who are not down to sail with you through the storm. Let me say that again. There are a lot of people in your life who are not down to sail with you through the storm. But there are some boats who actually will sail with you through the storm. This morning, God wants you to build community and relationships inside the church so that they can sail with you through the storm. They might be in a storm themselves. You might be in a similar storm, but you can encourage each other through the storm. Come on, somebody. Jesus is in your boat. So Jesus wants you to build community and relationships with other people who will sail with you. You'll be surprised. Your best friend, you might learn, they may not sail with you. You'll be surprised. Your sister or your brother may not sail with you. But you may find a brother in church, a sister in church, who are just down for you and will be there for you because they are a person of faith. Come on, somebody, you out there, all right? Some of the best friends I've ever met, some of the greatest relationships I've ever had are people who are going, who are sailing with me on my journey with Jesus, amen? You got to find people in your life in this church church, let me tell you, who will sail with you, who've been through a trial or two, who are storm survivors and can give you and equip you and encourage you, all right, to keep moving forward and teach you a thing or two about faith. How about number four? Trust the Lord. I love this. Trust the Lord through the process. See, they were on their way to the other side. They hadn't made it yet, and the storm came. Right now, you're on your way to your dreams and your goals and your destiny. You're on your way to your dream house. Right now, you're on your way to building a family. Right now, you're on your way to your calling. And right through, uh, while you're on your way, there may be some storms that may arise. But I want to let you know this morning that you can trust Jesus through the process of that storm. You guys out there with me, all right? You may not reach the other side, but through the process. I remember my first year of ministry. Oh, man, I wanted to give up so many times. Oh, man, I was preaching to mannequins, literally, all right? Our last location had mannequins and dirty socks and gym bags. And honestly, I said, Lord, this doesn't look anything like what you called me to. This is not what I see. This is not what I see. But let me tell you something. God sees some, sometimes sees a little differently. And, and I will tell you, the message that I'm preaching today was not as good as a nearly, nearly as good as the message I used to preach. 
but I used to have to practice to mannequins. Come on, somebody. All right? I had to see past the storm. I had to stand up and start speaking to my fear and believe, you know what? I'm going to start speaking to people, right, instead of mannequins and dirty socks and help people through their process. Amen? You guys out there? All right. Number five, this is critical. Be in an environment. Say environment. Be in an environment where your faith can grow. That sounds so easy, but we don't do it often. <laughs> be in an environment where your faith can grow, right? You, where, where your faith can be built up. If you don't have a church home, why not make the call in your home? I would say a church. You need a church in this city. I could talk to you about the amazing churches in this city, around the city. But you need a church. You need to get planted and rooted. Not only that, you need to be on a boat following Jesus, right? I'd rather be on the boat with Jesus in the storm than be on the yacht without him. Come on, somebody. I'd rather be with Jesus in the storm, in a boat, in a rowboat, than be on a yacht without him. Because he's the author of life. And let me share this with you. It says this in verse 41. They were terrified. Say terrified. They were terrified and asked each other, what, what is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? I love in the Greek, it's phobos megas, which actually means mega fear. See, what was one thing when they feared the storm, but when they realized that this person can actually calm the waves and the sea, they were actually terrified. They were more scared. They had mega fear. Why? Because they were sitting with the person who is the author of all life. They were sitting with the person who actually created the elements of nature, right? The person who created all the universe. Let me tell you something, friend. Jesus has all power and dominion over all the universe, over all the elements, over all disease, and over all demons. Come on, somebody. I don't know what you're facing this morning, but God has the power and the authority to heal you, to forgive you, right, to boost your life, to boost your faith. This morning, you might be in a storm. You might not be in a storm, but you will be. I promise you that, and I pray that you'll remember this message, that you can stand up to the storm and start speaking faith to the storm. You guys out there with me, all right? And I want to say this, after the, as, as we pray out, I want to I, I give you an opportunity for prayer. Do not be shy about this. Do not be shy about this. We're going to have a prayer, just a note, heads up, prayer leaders are going to come after I'm done here, and I want them to pray for you. I don't know what you're going through. You're here this morning because you want your faith to be built and encouraged. And come receive prayer. No one's going to look down upon you or frown upon you. Except yourself maybe because you're scared. But I want to let you you're going to know that you have the opportunity to be encouraged this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. I pray that it blessed you. It's so vital to do life together. That's why I would love to invite you to The Calling Church. Bring a friend. We would love to meet you. Also, stay connected to our church via our website, The Calling Church app, or our social media. God bless you.